Welcome to Hallmark Up with Mary and Sarah. So it might be too early to say Happy Halloween. And yeah, <laughs> I know that's what's super bizarre about this preview episode that we're doing for Hallmark's Countdown to Christmas 2021. There is even a movie going to be on Halloween, and oh, it's not even early. It's too early for Halloween. However. I am supposed to go to a Halloween party on the Saturday night that we're going to watch a movie. So I might have to save it or come back to it or something. Yeah, we'll figure something out. It'll be fine. So we're back. This is our third season returning for another year of Hallmarked Up. We yet again could potentially regret it, but we'll, we'll see how we go. This year, they're doing something very different, Mary, and that is not having a CCB hosted preview episode. And what's sort of troubling to me, even more than lack of a preview episode is the fact that they clearly don't even have all of the movies planned. Correct. In the Hallmark IG world, I really do try to be one of the first ones to publish that checklist on Instagram. And, and I'm usually pretty good at it. Like, I get it really early. We get hundreds of likes because nobody's seen it yet. And I've, like, scoured the internet for it. And they haven't even put it on their website. And I found the image. And I'm pretty good at it. This year, there wasn't one. And so I was like, what's going on? My app updates. I find some images from some of the first few movies. But from movie 10 onwards on the Chan, on the standard Chan, on the countdown to Christmas. And let me just check the app here for the movies and mysteries one. Miracles of Christmas is from movie four on. There's no name. So, and they're, they're doing nine new movies, and Hallmark is doing 27 new movies. So, I, I'm guessing this is COVID backlog of, you know, they can't film that many close together, and they're still in production. But, I don't know, very interesting. Or maybe this is the year that Hallmark has just run out of movie titles. Oh, gosh. Has Hallmark run out of ideas? That's never stopped them before. I know. However, this year does, which we'll get into in a minute, feature some sequels. So they potentially are running out of ideas. If but they've always had sequels. sequels. True. But this is like some sequels that would have been really unexpected. Okay. Okay. So we'll get into those in a bit. So what we thought we would do for this preview episode is we, we like previous years, are not going to watch all 42 fucking movies or whatever it is. Does. Sorry. Props to the Deck of the Hallmark guys who actually do this. We, oh we don't God. have the stamina. No. No, they also have lots of sponsorship, I'm sure. If someone was paying me, I might do it. <laughs> no, that's true, that's true. If I but, were getting paid a considerable sum of money, I might watch all the Hallmark movies, but I'd probably hate myself by the end. Well, I think they did that competition last year or two years ago, maybe the first year where they were going to pay somebody to watch them all and review them. And I was oh, like, man. yeah, I could do that. I tried to enter the competition, but I didn't win. Oh. But anyway, so we've got four movies happening this weekend. That is the 23rd of October weekend. And what we thought we would do for this episode is we would go through just a few of the movies in the next three weeks, actually, because that's kind of all we have named in the books right now on Hallmark. What we are going to watch and a couple of our predictions for what might happen in some of our segments. And then we'll go through some of the titles of the, all the movies, I think, and just have a bit of a play around with, with what they're doing this year, which is very different. And we'll talk about some of those sequels that I mentioned in particular. 
And I think we need to make it a competition. So we're going to like register some of our predictions for these movies. We'll register our predictions for, you know, basic like one sentence. What's the plot about? As well as like what will be the bingo uh, moment from this movie? And then what will be the hashtag relatable moment from this movie? And then we'll see who's right, me or Sarah. We'll see which of us gets more of these correct and make it kind of a competition. And, you know, we will we'll post some of this on our website. And if you listeners, our dear listeners, want to have some prediction fun with us, feel free to comment on what you think are these ones that are going to happen. And no cheating to look at the little blurbs, but you kind of don't even need to look at the blurbs. Some of the titles give away the bulk of what's going to happen for sure. I and see some course, posters, but I have not looked at blurbs. And of course, no matter what happens, they will. They will fall in love. Correct. They will fall in love. So, you know, that that's always, always par for the course. So, like I said, four new movies. We're not going to go into all of them. But the one that I was particularly excited about is called Boyfriends of Christmas Past. And I'm guessing, you know, this will be the obvious prediction of this movie, which the, for the plot is it's a it's a it's a Christmas Carol-esque movie when we flash back to all of these boyfriends appearing at different Christmases. And my guess that the twist is that the guy that's like the next door neighbor that she always hated is the real guy. Is the one that she'll live happily ever after with. Correct. And he's in every single Christmas past. He's in every single Christmas past. Okay. And she hates him all the time. And she hates, she hates, nobody hates anyone in a Hallmark movie though. Well, they don't get along. They have some reason why it didn't. Okay, they don't get along. Yeah, they have some extremely cute disagreement. Or perhaps it's her old boyfriend that she didn't think worked out, and now he's, like, way better. But he's in every single version uh, of Christmas Past, but not as her boyfriend, like bringing over a pie or walking their dog or something like that. He's always there. But he's not the boyfriend with her at those things. That's my guess. And then they end up together. But I think he's the neighbor. Okay, he's going to be a neighbor. Gotcha. What's remarkable about this title is that we, if I'm not mistaken, have more or less, in some episode, I don't know, somebody can check me on this, maybe I'm wrong, predicted this, that this movie, like, I, I feel like this has been made already. Oh, th- this, this, if you did it right, I think could be a cinematic release if it was with real people and a yeah. good script. Like, the concept of it would be a big screen rom-com Christmas time after Thanksgiving. All right, so I'm going to go a different place with my plot prediction. Um, okay. I'm going to say that there actually aren't flashbacks. That's just the cutesy title. Ooh. And instead, she is going to be... She's going to be an event planner, because guess what? Like, half the Hallmark women are event planners. Why not? I know. Back, and, back planning events again in a, in a post-vaccine world, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that you're doing it in a post-vaccine world as opposed to a pre-vaccine world. So that's exactly, good. exactly. So let's say she's an event planner and she's got something that she's planning for Christmas that is going to involve her coming into contact with these different men that she has dated in the past, and they will all three in some way want her back, and she will be forced to make a choice. However, the thing about this is. No one is ever really heartbroken in a Hallmark movie. And so she Mm. can't, like, break the other guy's hearts for the one that she chooses. They're going to have to end up... Like, with her sister and her friend or something? Yeah, they'll either, like, find someone else or they'll just be exceptionally, you know, gallant about... That that often happens, as we know. 
Yeah, they'll just be exceptionally gallant to the point of nonchalance about getting dumped again. Right. So okay. that that is my prediction for the plot. That's good. I like it. I like that you're not going with the Christmas Carol because to me it's that's all over it. But I I, I get that it needs to be slightly different, and I think the concept of them all appearing at once is actually potentially more interesting. Well, and the other thing is like it wouldn't be the first time that Hallmark has used a title that just works because it's a play on whatever without actually using the whatever that they're playing Relatable to that at all. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. So I think it's possible because definitely, obviously, the title is a Christmas Carol play and they've definitely done plays on a Christmas Carol before, but they've also done titles that draw from something that the movie does not draw on. Correct. What do you think about your bingo moment? What's going to be the cheesiest Christmas thing in Boyfriends of Christmas Past? I think that there's going to be a quote of a Christmas Carol in the movie. Oh, like, nice. Where we're, where we're actually referencing Dickens specifically. God bless us, everyone. Yeah, something like that. That's that my could be. I, I, I would like to see that. I don't give Hallmark enough credit to make that happen. <laughs> so my bingo moment, I'm willing to be surprised, but my bingo moment, I think, is going to be a tree lighting that will involve some sort of unresolved. I don't want to use the word sexual tension because there's never truly sexual tension in Hallmark it's movies. It's like romantic tension. Yeah, sort of like pseudo romantic tension involved in a tree lighting where there, there's a, a will they won't they, but it's a little bit awkward and we're supposed to think it's cute. I was hoping you would say there'd be like some three man brawl at the tree lighting. <laughs> Oh man, has there ever been a brawl in a Hallmark no, movie? No, never, but it would be amazing if they did it. Yeah, there are three dudes in the poster. So like I said, full disclosure, I am looking at the poster right now. I have not looked at the blurb. I suspect two of these men are going to be bitterly disappointed, but not show it, like I said. But, oh man, which one will it be? I know, it's hard to tell. So, listener, <laughs> let me set the stage for you a bit here. There are three men popping out of Christmas present boxes behind her. And one of them, the one on the far left is wearing a suit and tie and looks extremely professional and wealthy. The one in the middle is wearing denim from head to toe. So jeans and a matching denim jacket and just like altogether too much denim. Even though I I, I support denim, I do. But (laughs) this guy's taking it to an extreme and he's like jumping up and pointing at her as if he is a cartoon from the 80s. And then gentleman number three is also jumping out of a box and he is also wearing a suit though not a tie i kind of like his suit he looks much happier and peppier than gentleman number one i think that's the primary difference between them i think we should give a mention to the fact that this one is probably the most multicultural film poster of hallmark i've seen since we've been watching hallmark I think we have to wait and see the movie to answer that question, though. I think it's the first time that we've seen in a Hallmark movie a predominantly Asian cast. For sure, it's the first time we've seen a predominantly Asian cast. And I think that it might be the first time we've seen an Asian protagonist, honestly. I, but, I, yeah, I mean, this is, this is like diversity central here. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty interesting for Hallmark. It's definitely a step forward for Hallmark, I would say. It's definitely a step forward for Hallmark in the sense that I, I don't think we've seen hardly any or any Asian representation before, at least with protagonists. Potentially the best friend or something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm not sure how multicultural we're going to see this be, and that's partly because Hallmark's never really 
I mean, even when they use diversity, there's not really, you know, any sort of true multiculturalism represented usually. But I but I don't know how they're going to play this. I think we'd have to wait and see if this could be something that's genuinely that could genuinely be characterized with the word multiculturalism, because that would be probably a bit much for Hallmark, even if there is a racially diverse cast. Right. But we'll see. We'll see, you know. So the next thing we want to know is what is going to be the relatable moment in this. And I could probably suggest that the if my premise is true, that it's a flashback to Boyfriends of Christmas Past that the protagonist has brought home, I can't even really relate to that. So what would be relatable? I, I, I would say there's going to be some kind of motherly objection to, the, to all of them. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and, and hopefully... Except the neighbor, like the mom always wants the neighbor, you know, it's like, but you know, Dougie's next door still or whatever. And so Sarah, which of these three men do you think is the neighbor? I, is he suit number one, Mr. Denim or suit number two? I think he's got to be Mr. Denim because he's like a hometown boy. There's no way she's ending up with Mr. Denim. I mean, he's jumping on the, well, they kind of all are jumping, I guess. Let's make that an extra prediction for this movie. Besides our our three predictions that we're already doing, let's also predict which of these three men she's ending up with. So I think I, that's the neighbor. Okay. Or like her brother's friend or I don't know, like something. I think suit number one is her man. Well, that guy is very hot. He is. He's an extremely attractive, like dare I say, kind of Dev Patel lookalike. Extremely yeah, attractive. Very, yeah, Southeast Asian looking, really interesting looking guy, really attractive. Well-dressed, nice smile, well put together, nice hair. I'm a sucker for a man with plenty of good hair. So my I, prediction is the suit guys are going to be too straight up and down, and she really wants this denim dude, but we'll see. So I, I think my relatable thing would be that the mother objects to everyone she picks, and hopefully my mom won't get upset by that. And, not, and to be fair, to defend my mom slightly, I would probably say I am always worried that she will hate them, as opposed to she actually does. Is she is she right to hate them when she does? Well, she one time told me that that was not the right guy for me, and then I have never really introduced her to anyone since then. Interesting. Good to know. Sorry, good to know in the sense of, like, good for you to know, you know, so clearly, I suppose, where the line is drawn. But... Well, she was not wrong, to be okay. fair. So that's why I feel like the next one that really meets her properly needs to be really good. Gotcha. Okay. I see. Yeah. That's totally fair. No, my reason for thinking she ends up with dude number one is the facial expression, quite honestly, because these other two guys look too unhallmarky in their facial expressions. Mr. Denim looks like he thinks he's a rock star. And suit number two just looks extremely... He's just like too jolly and merry, I suppose. Right. Whereas... Well, your dude, suit number one, is like totally Hallmark haired up. The rest of them don't have the traditional Hallmark hair. Oh, man. And I'm generally like anti-Hallmark hair. But no, I don't think this is Hallmark hair. He doesn't have the side part. It's just slicked back. If we were going on quantity, he is like definitely yeah. rocking more quantity of hair than the other two guys. I think he is more, in terms of quantity, I think he has a greater quantity of hair than the average Hallmark hair as well. That's true. That's true. They're a bit oh. more... They're not, they're not cropped as such, but they're like overtly styled and moderate in quantity. Yeah. I mean, I married a man with Jon Snow hair. So for those of you who don't know this, this is the. Yeah, um, that's the comparison. This is, the, this is the context here. I clearly like have a long hair thing, whatever. Good. Okay. Well, what's your relatable moment then for this one? My relatable moment for this one is going to be 
I think that there will be the relatable ones are hard even when we're watching the movie. <laughs> right. They really <laughs> are. Without knowing what the movie's about, really. I think she'll say something embarrassing and beat herself up over it later. I think that'll be the relatable moment. That, that's but... pretty that's pretty predictable. Yeah, so. that and you know, there there's gonna be plenty of opportunity for that here because there are going to be three men who she is with whom she has a history that would lead to some embarrassments regardless of whether or not she says anything embarrassing and so then if in addition to that she says something embarrassing it, right. it's just you know it's going to happen and of course whichever gentleman she says the embarrassing thing to we know is the dude right 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 and to be fair that could figure out the predictions as, as we watch yeah <laughs> you know it's a sort of it, it always is the foreshadowing moment because they're 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 a bit too obvious with their foreshadowing in some hallmark senses of course well, I mean, Hallmark hasn't ever really made an honest effort to surprise us. And I think that's part of their appeal for a lot of their more, like, unironic viewers. But it, it's not suspense. You do know what's going to happen. You do know it's going to be okay. Like, my mother, who genuinely likes Hallmark movies in an unironic way, will tell me that she likes them because they always end happy and she knows they're going to end happy. There's no question, really, of who's going to end up with whom. You can just sort of enjoy the pleasantness of watching everyone be happy. Right, right, right. And and that's why most people watch them. Yeah. I have to admit, I just got slightly distracted because I was going to go back and just at least read out the titles of what else is coming out this week before Halloween. But I got distracted because Danica McKellar is starring in a movie on Friday night called You and Me and the Christmas Trees. And it also has Jason Hervey in it, who was in The Wonder Years with her. Oh, really? Yeah, no and way. If you saw him, you would be. I think he was like the older brother or something. Obviously, not Fred Savage, but that's another movie on this weekend. Just to get through the titles quick, the Santa Stakeout is also happening this weekend, and over on Movies and Mysteries we have uh, Christmas in My Heart. So none of which sounded all that appealing to us. We're uh, about as pumped as we can be on Hallmark Top for Boyfriends of Christmas Past. So that's where we started in week one. Which brings us over to week two, which the movie we chose to watch in week two is called Christmas in Harmony. So Mary, you were you were particularly excited about this one. What do you think it's about? So the reason that I thought this should be our selection for weekend number two is because I assume from both the title and the poster that this will be somewhat musical. Right. And I want to see what they do with that. To be fair, I've been disappointed by this before. There have been times when I've been like, oh, yeah, this will be, you know, like Hallmark, but a musical. And it's definitely not. So I'm going to go ahead and set my expectations low and assume that will happen uh, again. Right. However, well, I should actually jump in and say the one that we thought would be a musical last year, which was there was a few to be fair, but there was one that was like, um, there was one that was uh, about royalty and a prince, and she was like in the town, and he hurt himself or something. Do you remember that one with like? Yes, I do. Dad was in the king was in surgery, and she was like a nurse at the place or something. Oh yeah, it was Christmas in like insert name of fictional generically like that somewhere European sounding kingdom. Oh yeah, that one, that one. Okay, the yeah, one. Yeah, that, yes. Well, as it turns out, so Laura Austinus, who was the girl. So she is 
a Broadway star. We figured out they got all these Broadway kids because they were all available and they could do these movies last summer when they weren't working. So she's sort of been like, I would I would say ostracized is a bit of a strong word, but in reality, it's it's true because she will not get a vaccine. So she's unable to work on Broadway anymore. But amazingly, the guy who plays the prince, who I unfortunately can't remember his name, he won a Tony for his work in Moulin Rouge on Broadway this past fall. Oh, really? Yeah, he played the Christian character in Moulin Rouge, which I actually saw no in way. probably like October of 19 on Broadway. Totally predicted it would be Best Musical, and it was. And he won Best Actor. I loved that movie so much when I was in college. So Well, I actually was in Australia when the movie came out. So it was like quite a big deal. And I had some friends that had worked on the set. Oh, and okay. Stuff. And, Did they um, shoot in Australia? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Baz Luhrmann. So, yeah, I knew it was Baz you know, Luhrmann, but I did yeah, not know they, they shot in Australia. Yeah, they did at, um, in Sydney at Fox Studios. I should watch it again. But yeah, so, so Mary thinks Christmas in Harmony is a musical. And hopefully we get some musical people. What do you Thinks think? Thinks is the wrong word. I, I I think hopes is a musical is a better word. I don't think right. I think it'll be a musical. Right. You would hope. Mm-hmm. So what do you think is the, the basic plot line of Christmas in Harmony? I think it's going to involve a church choir because Hallmark loves them. Some churchy stuff. Christmas pageants and, right. you know, things like that. So I think this will involve a church choir. Also because Harmony, you kind of need, you know... A choir does harmony. This is not like a solo artist, right? I think that they will be working on a church choir concert together and be brought together by it somehow. So perhaps she is the choir director and he is this new tenor with, you know, newfangled ideas about things and they will... He's, he's shaking it up. He's shaking it up and they will bump heads at first and then fall in love. Right. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I think you're probably right. I'm not going to lie. I don't think I would stand a chance in this race because I think that that's very typical, but I'm going to go out on a bit of a limb here and say that harmony is a place. Oh yeah. That could be too. But because of the poster, it obviously maybe she turns up in town and is like, how have you never played on the fact that Christmas in Harmony? Like, bleh, duh, we should do a concert or something. You know, like, I think there's a concert, but I'm going to say that they, in fact, that the town is kind of, maybe it's like, it's like a footloose town. Okay. They're, they're called Harmony, but no one's allowed to sing. No one's allowed to sing. Because they're, you know, they're just, they're tired of everyone coming there and singing. So, they decide that this year this girl turns up and she decides that she's going to bring harmony back to harmony in right. all sense of the word. Peace, harmony, singing, love, everything is coming back to harmony. And it, it's been removed by, you know, the pastor or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. So I think the idea of, you know, bringing peace, love, and harmony back to a small town where, like, neighbors are at odds with each other is a really cute plot idea. And it's something that, you know, we can find done in other works of cinema or literature. But I'm not sure that Hallmark ever does enough plot development. Oh, I know. I know. I've obviously rewritten it to be better already. Okay, yeah, that's true. That's true. But I think the premise in my mind is, like, it's a town called Harmony, and Harmony is, like, 
banned. That's harsh. All right. What about your typical bingo moment in Christmas and Harmony? They're going to sing Hark the Herald Angels Sing. They're going to sing Hark the Herald Angels Sing. I don't know why Hark the Herald Angels Sing. I feel like every now and then you'll have a Christmas carol sung in a Hallmark movie. Right. And it's always something extremely traditional and churchy. To be fair, it's not like they're going to sing Mariah because that's obviously copyrighted. Right. But, right. you know, there are, in fact, traditional carols that are less churchy than the ones they choose. But they always choose the churchy ones. Right. I would say there's going to be a star of Bethlehem moment. Like... They're staring up at the stars, and one is obviously brighter than the other one. And there'll be like a moment where she's telling whoever this dude is that, like, when I was a kid back in the day when harmony wasn't like how it is now, my mom would tell me the story of that star. Something like that. That's what I think. Okay. All right. I like it. And then the relatable moment? Again, these are hard even when we watch the movie, let alone to predict. So I think maybe there will be a bit. And this definitely won't happen because this is only in my movie, not in what will actually happen in Hallmark. But where she's a bit contemplative about where should we do this concert? She thinks it's like, and and to be fair, this would be very forward of Hallmark to do, but they won't. But like, she thinks we put it in the church, we're committing to that belief system. And this is not actually what's going to happen in the script. But they decide to actually do the concert in the town square because in her mind, it should be for everyone. So that's, okay. and I could relate to that. Like, let's not do the concert at the Catholic Church or Seventh day Adventist Church. We're going to do it in the town square. And I think committing to that, some, you know, generic location would be relatable to me as opposed to doing Christmas at the church. So they, Hallmark would not write it like that, but I think the character might be like, eh, the relatable okay. thing is picking a neutral location. <laughs> for the concert i think the relatable thing so every now and then we have a relatable moment where somebody sings a christmas carol that i just happen to really like that is unpredictable for hallmark um like here we come a wassailing or something like that we have had that we have had it here before yeah so my my guess is there will be at some point one of those like traditional english carols that like i happen to think are really fun but you don't hear as often Because if this is musical-y, even if not musical proper, that's a very good chance. That's good. All right. Well, so just to get a bit of a thrill for um, what we have coming up that same second weekend, just to give you some of the other names here, besides Christmas and Harmony, we have a movie called Coyote Creek Christmas, Christmas Sale, S-A-I-L, and The Christmas Promise. These are all coming at you Halloween weekend. So, you know, if you aren't, if while you eat your candy corn and your Snickers bars, tune in and uh, have some hot chocolate. Which brings us up to week three, which to be fair... I should mention, it's kind of the last scheduled week of movies. We've got a few more titles we can run through, but we don't know when they're going to play, which is very unlike Hallmark, like I mentioned at the top. So we'll go through those in a bit. But the movie we chose to uh, watch in week three is called Next Stop Christmas. Yes, I chose this one because it sounds like there's a train involved and I like trains. We, we do. We, we, we've watched a couple, we've had a few train runs in the past. So 
what do you think Mary's going on here? Next stop, Christmas. I think it will be... You know what? I was about to say that I think it would be some sort of a Polar Express type deal, obviously not called that, but some sort of train to Santa Town or whatever, which it might still be. But I want to believe that it's not going to be that. I want to believe that it's genuinely about like public transit, that it's genuinely yeah. about like, it, you know, somebody who. Who like works the railroad. Yeah, exactly. Somebody who like works on the regional rail and like, you know, finds love. And that will happen due to the magic of Christmas somehow. And there will be an old man with a twinkle in his eye who will make sure that they find each other again. So there will be some sort of a meet cute on a train where one of the two of them is an employee of the transit system. And then they will be like, oh, no, I mean, that moment's gone. And I don't know if we'll ever see each other again. And I don't even know their name or whatever. But almost, some sort almost of like sliding doors esque. Right, exactly. That sort of thing. And then there'll be another old man who was on the train who had a twinkle in his eye, who was probably actually Santa Claus and definitely has a long white beard. And he'll find some way to bring them to have them find each other again. Right. I get that. I I obviously think it also involves a train, but I predict that this one will be a bit of a a, a train into the Christmas town. For the season. Okay. Um, also a good guess. And there's definitely a man who may or may not be Santa. I agree with that. Okay. But I feel like they're not going to reach Christmas Town. They're not going to have to stop in like Hakesville, USA, or something. And, okay. Or some like maybe they're coming from, I don't know, Vegas to go to the mountains and they get stuck like in a gold rush town where there's not even any snow and she's like devastated so they think they're going to christmas town but they don't end up there because their train stalls somewhere in not christmas town at all in fact it's it's going to become christmas town for them yeah and they'll have to like decorate and 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 obviously the man who's like the conductor who is santa is going to help them make sure that it turns out great and she's all worried because all her presents are in christmas town and blah 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 but their presence will be there and everything's fine. All right. right. Train trip to Christmas Town goes awry. Train trip to Christmas Town goes awry, or as awry as something can go in a Hallmark movie. That's right. That's right. But they fall in love. Santa's there, and Christmas is saved. Christmas will be saved. Christmas will always be saved. So what about your bingo moment? I like your more modern-day take on this train trip, though, I have to say. Ah, the bingo moment. I mean, I kind of already said this guessing at the plot, but the old man with a twinkle in his eye who may or may not be Santa Claus is definitely uh, one of our bingo card things. Yeah. So I I think I'll just go with that. So I think that um, I obviously think there's going to be a man who may or may not be Santa Claus in this, but I think there's going to be a moment in the non-Christmas town, the gold rush town, the desert town, whatever I would call it, I think there's going to be a moment where it's too hot for hot chocolate, but they it's, they have a moment like around a campfire and this hot chocolate and they talk about their favorite like snowy days and then the snow comes like amazingly from nowhere. That, that'd be very hallmark. And it would also be very fitting considering they probably shoot all of these in like July. Exactly. And- 
Yeah. And it probably is way too hot. And, and you can always tell because they don't actually have warm clothes on. Yeah. Like winter clothes. What about what about relatable in your public transit love story of Christmas? I mean, I love trains, so that is in itself relatable. But let me think of something more specific. So I... I can say mine because I got mine. Go for it. So you can think and, you know, whatever. So obviously I've set my movie in potentially the climate that she wasn't after for Christmas. And maybe she's like never had Christmas in winter properly because she's, you know, from Hawaii or something. I don't know. And she is all hell bent on taking this train to Christmas Town and Christmas Town train ride goes awry. And she ends up in, you know, this goldfield town or whatever. And I think I would say what will be relatable for me is that she finds a way to turn Christmas in the climate she wasn't interested in into still an amazing Christmas wonderland. And That's I used to, still very hallmarky for a relatable yeah, moment. And I had yeah. to do that a lot when I lived in Australia because it was summer. And oh, how, okay. do you, how do you make that feel like Christmas when you grew up with summer with Christmas being cold always? Aww. So, yeah, that would be my relatable moment, I would say. OK, I here's mine. I love reading on the train. For some reason, the train is just a great reading spot for me. I can get really into a book on a train faster than I can get really into a book in most other locations, Ooh, wow. perhaps even including at home. Right. And so I'm guessing she's going to be reading on a train and, you know, miss her stop or something because she's so engrossed in her book. I like that. So that is next stop Christmas for us. And I'm going to add by saying that this movie actually stars Leah Thompson and Christopher Lloyd from back to the future fame. So who oh. knows what a cast like that could lead to. So I think, I think this one is actually going to be a keeper. I'm excited about this. All right. Getting back to the other movies that are around that third weekend. We have one called open by Christmas. Uh, another one that weekend is called a Christmas treasure. And then we have, over on Movies and Mysteries, we have one of these Debbie McComer ones that we don't really watch, A Mrs. Miracle Christmas. So we don't really like those ones very much. So anyway, then that sort of, honestly, let me just get back to the next ones. Those are the movies that, that have been scheduled to date. So there's no movies past, like, not even to Thanksgiving have they put a movie on. This is, like, mid-November only. Uh, in fact, early November, I believe. So, yeah, because we're doing the 23rd, the 30th, and, like, the 6th of November. So we don't know what's happening after that. I just thought we'd uh, give a bit of a preview to some of the ones that we didn't talk about that are yet to be scheduled as screenable movies. Okay. So we do have some titles online that don't have dates, but they have names, including Christmas at Castle Heart, which is obviously an irish flick which would be nice i kind of like okay so take the word like with a grain of salt here in as much as i like any of these i'm not sure that can truly be said however um i like the concepts of the ones that are you know like set abroad but the problem is they always end up being terribly boring about it you right. know they always end up being two Americans who meet doing extremely American things and continue doing extremely American well, things. Well, this one does have Lacey Chabert in it, like Christmas in Rome, so okay. it'll be interesting to see how that goes. We have a CCB flick, flick called The Christmas Contest. Okay. 
We have a sequel to, remember last year, and we kind of didn't watch it, but we knew about it because there was a, a gay couple on it. The guy, Jonathan Bennett, he was who is an actual gay guy. The Christmas House, was that yes, the one? Yes, this okay. is Christmas House 2, okay. Death the Halls. All right. Then we have another sequel, which um, we didn't watch this movie in our show, but I have seen it. And it, it, the original movie was about a fireman and a girl who loved cats. And um, did he save her cat? Yeah, he did save her cat. And this is called the Nine Cr- Kittens of Christmas. So they've like got their cats together. Their cats have made it, and they're having kittens. I'm guessing. But oh my um, God. that is a sequel to a movie that I don't think was that good in the first place. But you know, we'll see. I just have to say, my brother's a firefighter. I feel like I should call him and ask him how many cats he's saved in his career. And I'm guessing the answer is. It, it, from trees, anyways. I'm guessing the answer is zero. I'm guessing he's zero. maybe saved a cat from an actual fire at some point. But, like, That's a cat true. from a tree? Come on. That's true. Well, this one I'm particularly excited about, which I told you about, not the kittens one. This one called Sister Swap Movies. And there are two movies, I believe. Sister Swap, A Hometown Holiday, and Sister Swap, Christmas in the City. And they star Kimberly Williams-Paisley and her sister, Ashley Williams, and I, who are sisters in real life, and I am very excited about that. And I think this one will be really fun. And there's two of them. They're interconnected in one season of Hallmark. So this will be really interesting to see how that plays out. I'm excited for those. Oh, all right. Interconnected in one season. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And then it's we going have to be movie. like the, the Hallmark Cinematic Universe here. So the HCU is... It, oh, exactly. It's getting complicated. It's complex yeah. plot lines here. So, you know, we're, we're expanding out for sure. And then we have the last name movie on, on the original HC. It's called A Kiss Before Christmas. And it has some pretty big staple Hallmark people that re- also had other careers. James Denton and Terry Harcher, who both were on Desperate Housewives. And then Mary Lou Henner. So this this could be a pretty a pretty well watched one. Good cast. And the last one that we have named currently over on Movies and Mysteries, which again, not really impressed me with the titles, guys, is called Our Christmas Journey, which appears to be some kind of family driven plot line. Can they please be on a train? Well, I doubt they would have two train movies, but we just we're not that lucky. There couldn't possibly be two train movies. I don't know. That would be amazing, but it's, I would say, highly unlikely that there would be two train movies in one season. Especially since they did that Baldacci one about the train not that long ago. Oh. That's sort of all we can talk about in terms of preview. But this weekend, we're going to watch Boyfriends of Christmas Past. Mm-hmm. We're going to see who gets closest on the predictions. And, and we'll hopefully. see if she ends up with suit number one. Or guy in denim who's the neighbor slash friend. Yeah, denim neighbor. Denim neighbor. Either of our predictions could be correct, Sarah. This could be this could be the three men coming together in real time, or this could be a time travel Christmas Carol thing. But I think there is one thing that we do know for sure. They will and fall in love. Correct. So we'll um we'll catch you on the flip side of boyfriends of Christmas past and. We'll give our, our reviews then. Oh, maybe we're hoping to pair up with another with another uh, podcast this year for a special episode. So 
we won't reveal too much, but I'm hoping to get that happening and we'll get some cross pollination happening, get some new opinions. And like always, we're going to welcome some guests on. So we're looking forward to that. And hopefully we'll, we'll get some really fun episodes this year. All right. Thank you for listening to Hallmark Up. Find us online at hallmarkedup.com, on Instagram at hallmarkedup, and on Facebook at Hallmarked Up with Mary and Sarah. Remember to follow, listen, and review wherever you get your podcasts.